Welcome to another episode of Unapologetic Divas. I'm Samoa, and I'm joined here by the lovely Rana and the lovely Diana. Hello. Hi. Um, April is not with us at the moment. Um, she is busy having a white Christmas and enjoying the holidays with her beautiful family. So it is the three of us that shall entertain you today. Um, what we're going to be doing is having a discussion about just being not being okay right now with the stress of the holidays especially it's come up in a lot of conversation and just a lot of feeling like you have to just keep going and trudging through things not that we haven't just tried to survive 2020 as it is but mm-hmm. a common occurrence during these holidays added in to 2020 oh my gosh has just been I don't know, just super, super stressful. Mm-hmm. What do you ladies think? Ms. Diana, do you want to weigh in? I mean, I'll definitely just co-sign that I feel like there is, at least in my community, you know, talking to my family over the holidays and coworkers, um, there's just an overwhelming sense of this has been a lot. And I don't know how much more I can take like I'm doing my best to you know to push through it to work through it but if I'm really being honest and really having a moment of vulnerability like this this has been a lot to deal with and that's been across the board you know whether we're talking about young people versus older people or you know people who are married and have families versus people that are single it just seems like collectively everybody's just exhausted I love that word that you used, vulnerability, because really, (laughs) we were already hit. I feel like we were hit with a blow already from, you know, just 2020 as a whole and and COVID and just the world and the chaos that it is. We're all very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Ms. Rana? Yeah. um, So I don't have any children. It's just my husband and I. And even with that, and I don't even celebrate Christmas, you guys. And even then, it's such a weird time right now, just feeling everybody's, like, tension. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people were furloughed for so long, for, like, what, over three months. And they're finally starting to catch up on their bills, and then here comes Christmas. And a lot of the families are kind of struggling in that in that aspect like oh my god I have to make sure my kids have some kind of normalcy Mm -hmm. and this is and this is why they want to continue to celebrate Christmas and it's just so it's so exhausting to I'm from what I can tell it's so exhausting to see just all these people like rushing around trying to get everything set up and then you know having to deal with the fact that holidays in general are like some of the most stressful times of the year and then to add on that you one cannot really be around your family or have to have a very very small get together compared to what you usually would have um but then also having to explain to your kids like why maybe mom and dad aren't able to do all of these extra things this year um but also just the stress of it just being at like towards the very end of 2020 it's like um 
it's like you want to come up for a quick breath of fresh air but it's just so much that you're just it just feels like you're wallowing in like pity because it's just a lot it's so much and every time you think okay I have this I have this something else comes along and kind of swoops you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it really feels like it never ends and I'm again I don't even understand what people with children go through because I can't imagine you know it's it's already hard enough as just a like a you know a kidless person let alone like you have to look out for yourself your your spouse your children your family members and it's just a lot and my friends who have kids, oh my God, like they tell me these stories and, and it's just so overwhelming, but you know, it, they help each other and they get up and they do what they have to do because there's no time to not be okay because you're a mom and you're a superhero or you're a dad and you're a superhero and your children look up to you. And then by the end of the year, you're so exhausted because you aren't able to be not okay for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess I I can relate to that, but I feel like, um, see, as you're explaining it, 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 it kind of just makes so much more sense, <laughs> to be honest, because by the end of the year, and it's every year, this year is an exception where it's extra heavy on mm-hmm. me, uh, and I feel like it's extra heavy on a lot of people, but by the end of the year, you're just so exhausted <laughs> by just everything that... Mm-hmm. You know, come the new year, he just attempting to breathe. I think. But, I mean, as as a person who has a kid, and my kid is a teenager, so he's not as, um, I, I don't know, like reliant on things like Santa Claus. Because mm-hmm. um, how how are you to be a parent right now in these you know COVID times, and you've maybe been laid off for the last nine months, and you right. literally cannot buy a single thing for your child. Therefore, what do you maybe go ahead and say? Santa Claus really is not. Um, he's not coming. He doesn't exist. Uh, what do you then do? Um, so there's there's a whole another level of of questions and 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 avenues that you have to take at that point. But for me, having having my son, first of all, he I've been able to keep my job, so I have been doing a lot better than other people in that luck department. But there are some people that, um, as I was talking to a friend this weekend, um, he was telling me that he has uh, people that he knows that have had to, you know, get out of their houses and, you know, they're having to move back in. They were been living in, in hotels and, oh, I, I think I'm going to have to move back in with my parents at this point because, you know, they have no income coming in. We can't. And I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I definitely do not have it that bad. You know, like there are some people that are seriously seriously struggling and not even treading water at this point and Mm -hmm. just I mean we're all in some type of survival mode but um yeah how how do we and I I I guess I keep getting brought back I love your word vulnerability because we are vulnerable all of us at this point of the year no matter who you are whether you're buying you know gifts or presents or things for your your family your spouse your kids you've you've taken on the whole year of 2020 um I don't know I I don't admit vulnerability I don't I uh I shy away from it and I'm not gonna shy I I will stab it 
Like I don't, I fight it with a nail. <laughs> Bone. So that it, it really just resonated with me when you said that, Deanna, because yeah, no, I'm not vulnerable. I can take on the world and I can do it and I'm going to do it. And, you know, I guess that's why we're having this, this discussion because no, it, it, it's okay to be vulnerable, but you really need to start admitting it to yourself that right. it's just a lot. Right. And I understand why so many people don't admit it because then they think that somebody is going to take advantage or maybe throw it back in their face at their lowest moment. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I knew you couldn't do this, you know, and, and we've talked about this is that in the last um, podcast, we kind of talked about lifting each other up and, you know, it's sometimes it's really hard to find your tribe. It's really hard to find somebody who is going to lift you up if you're going through a hard time, even, you know, with your children. Cause you know, they say it takes a village well, who is your village? And especially for single moms, they have to be the dad, the mom, the village, the siblings, the cousins, everything. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's them and then their children. No matter how involved the parent is, sometimes you just need a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to look at yourself and say, okay, this is something that maybe it's a little bit overwhelming for me. Maybe I need a little bit of help. And it literally could be something as simple as I just need an hour to take a shower and to just brush my hair in peace and not have to, you know, answer to my children or my spouse or something, you know. And I work in a predominantly female area where literally sometimes all it takes is 15, 20 minutes for a woman to feel like herself again. And people don't understand that. Like, oh, well, you know, you've been sitting home all day with your kids. Like, that's that's still a job. That's not, it's not, I'm not saying it's not fun, but it's just, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. You know, it's not like it's a choice for a lot of people. Um, but it's a moment where you really have to look and say, okay, I'm really struggling. How can I feel better? How can I seek help without... You know, you don't want to feel like you're being taken advantage of. And I understand that. But at the same time, you have to make sure you're taken care of. Because if you are not taken care of, who's taking care of everybody else? You. But if you're not well, then nobody else is going to be well. You know? Um, So this brings us to the it's okay to not be okay. And you should be able to just admit it and seek the help that you can um, and even if it's just talking to a friend for 10, 15 minutes, most people will just listen. And I mean, that's what a lot of us want is just somebody to listen. Yeah. I think that comes back to finding your tribe too, though, because, um, I, I as a single mom, okay. So I know before we, uh, started this, uh, podcast part, um, I told you that I had moved to Michigan. Well, my crazy ass single mom moved to Michigan, her kid, you know, with my child with me. And so I had, um, after a while, I had no family there. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was literally just my son and I, and I was, I'm a very involved parent. So like he's doing Boy Scouts, I'm doing Boy Scouts. I'm a, I'm a scout leader. I'm making the scout Facebook page. I'm posting pictures. I'm doing all the things I'm involved, but 
there was not a time that I was not like around my child, you know, for a good year of being there, you know, he didn't have like a sleepover or anything where he, you know, went to somebody's house and whoops, mom was there, you know, I'm there by myself. Like that mm-hmm. was when that finally happened, it was a bit of a scary moment. But I mean, I ultimately ended up moving back home to um, to here in Louisiana because um, something had happened. There was an accident and I really could not take care of my son well enough. Well, I mean, I was going through physical therapy and, and all kinds of stuff, but um, like there was nobody there that I felt like I could rely on or that I could... Um, it, it, it was a prideful thing more than anything else. I attempted to ask one or two people for help, like literally three, <laughs> two that lived around me, one that lived in my apartment complex. Um, I asked them for help and admitted I needed help with them. And when I got the shutdown, oh, I can't do it. Pride mm-hmm. went back into play and I'm just going to get it done. And it was... I couldn't bring myself to to actually ask for help. I, I put myself in that vulnerable place. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, so the people that I thought were my tribe were not necessarily my tribe or, you know, I, and I don't want to, you know, mock people or, or say anything about people because they had their own things going on. But at the point where I needed help mm-hmm. and actually admitted that I needed help, because um, I don't do that. Mm-mm. I don't admit that I need help. <laughs> um it was kind of just at a place it, it put me in a more negative space like you know fuck it I'll do it I'll yeah. figure it out and put me back into a shell so I definitely understand the the single parent oh I gotta be there my kid I, I couldn't I, I don't even go to the bathroom with the door closed hardly now because my kid I'm so used to him being asking me questions when I go to the bathroom now he's just gonna yell it from across the house anyway and I have to answer him so yeah, it's just, yeah, they're just there 24 <laughs> seven and you're caring for someone 24 seven. It's, it's, you don't have a break for you. Your break is for them first. And then if you can fit a little bit of you in, then you fit a little bit of you in. And I think that's why it's so hard for parents towards the end of the year. Cause they don't realize just how, how long they'd been holding their breath. And then by the time the end of the year comes, it's it's so overwhelming for them. They're like, oh my God, I, I have to do this and this and this and this. I have to take care of all of this stuff. But then as a mom, as a woman, you're not, it's almost like you're being shamed if you need a minute away from your children. Yes. Yeah. Like the look that people give women when they say, look, my kids a lot. I need a second. I have witnessed it and it's it's appalling really because I'm like, you're really telling me you have never felt like something is a little bit too much for you at that moment. And 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 somehow people don't realize that moms are humans as well. And moms go through phases of depression and you know, just anxiety and, you know, emotional problems that I don't know. They, they, they think like it doesn't exist or something that when a woman finally asks for it, because, you know, somehow she finally got the courage to ask Mm -hmm. for help. She gets shamed for it. Mm -hmm. 
like I can't tell you how many times moms are like can we leave our kids up here I'm like please leave your kids up here go enjoy your service go do your thing we'll be here because at the end of the day it's just a person needing a little bit of grace a little bit of time just for herself just to just to feel a little bit of normalcy and it's almost like you are saying something outrageous like how dare she actually want time alone you know and it's it's so crazy to me it's crazy that in 2020 we are still doing this to other women to other people and same thing with dads like they don't get a chance to complain about their day they don't get a chance to really say anything like well you didn't stay home with your kids all day well yeah but like we were all struggling together why don't we put our struggles together and help each other out see I feel like men have it one of two ways if they need a moment if they're a single dad I feel like they have it one of two ways either they are just told okay um, you're kind of a bad dad if you need to step away or Mm -hmm. (laughs) what gets me is that they're automatically they're assigned the role of oh you're just a guy therefore you don't understand what it's really like to care for a kid Mm -hmm. you get the pass Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's not about not caring for your kid it's about I need a moment to be a human and individual because I feel like men are automatically assigned that that position of Um, well, you know, they're the provider. They're not the nurturer. They're not the carer. You know what I mean? That's, that's assigned Mm -hmm. to women. So women are naturally supposed to do that all the time. So if a man doesn't do it, okay, well, you're just a guy. You don't know how to do this really. And it's like, it takes his parent status away from him in a way, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's suddenly not a good caregiver or just because, because he's male. And Mm -hmm. I've seen that a few times where it's just like, Oh, okay. Well, you, you need to go off and do something. Go, go, go hanging with the boys. You're fine. And it's like, okay, well, while that should be allowed, I see the look that you are giving this man and the tone of your voice. Oh, like he can't do it. Like he can't be the nurturer. And almost like what you were saying um, with, okay, I told you so. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. Before we move like too, too far, um, I want to circle back to what Rana mentioned about, um, you know, people legitimately suffering with depression or anxiety. Um, we've mentioned the importance of like having your tribe, which of course includes like your family and friends and coworkers, and that's great. But I do also want to make sure that we make it a point to also say though, if you need legitimate help um, regarding like your mental health or God forbid it's ever bad enough that you're thinking about suicide or anything like that, then please make sure that you make an effort to speak to a professional and get the help that you need. Absolutely. Absolutely. That has been... That has been such a uh, a huge important topic this year with a lot of people being actually able to seek that kind of help online and virtually mm-hmm. where it is not as much of as an anxiety ridden um, meeting because you are in the comfort of your home. Right. Um, but also you have a professional who is sitting across from you 
on a screen where you get to have some kind of a conversation about how you're feeling. And now there are all these different ways for you to converse with these professionals. Sometimes it's through text, sometimes it's an online chat, um, and sometimes through like a virtual meeting. Um, so there are tons and tons of available resources for people who are struggling with their mental health and it is never too late to reach out to someone and if you are going through something and if you feel like maybe you can't talk to somebody that you know like your tribe please feel free to reach out um you there's always somebody who's listening there's always somebody who has got your best interest at heart and who wants to to see you do well um but that starts with you you want to make sure that you are the one saying okay look i'm struggling and i need help because you know people sometimes don't notice the signs and the signs are so different from one person to another right and i think the thing for people to look out for is if you are not feeling yourself you know if you you live in that inner space if mm-hmm. you feel that something is just not adding up, you know what? It's okay to not be okay. At some point or other, we have all not been okay. Right. Mm-hmm. We all can identify with just needing to talk to somebody, needing to vent something. You know, we've all suffered through depression. I, I myself have, have, I had postpartum depression. I've over the years fought with depression and it's, it's, it's easier to understand that there are people that go through it every single day and it, you know, people that you know that may not admit it to you mm-hmm. have, have that same exact problem that you are fighting with. And it's, it's, it's not any type of admitting defeat on anything, which I feel like that's, that's what a lot of people feel like. If they can't mm-hmm. handle it and they can't deal with it on their own, which again, I'm guilty of as well. But when you know that you are not in a good space, when you are feeling just drawn to to just that negative void, you got to hold out your hand just so somebody knows. Somebody knows. Because there are people, look, the three of us care. We want, we mm-hmm. don't want you going down that hole by yourself because you're not by yourself. We're here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we, we also are not medical professionals that are close to you that you know can you know talk to you more specifically about the the things that you need and it might be as simple as you know what a change of pace it might be um short-lived medication it might be a venting session it might be Mm -hmm. counseling but the whole point is to understand that you are human (laughs) we are all human and we're going to go through these, but we'll go through them together. Right. I think you brought up an excellent point, Samoa, in that we have to be able to, and I kind of mentioned this in my little um, holiday message, but we have to be able to give ourselves some grace. And like you said, under getting to the point where we understand that asking for help doesn't mean that we're broken or that we're weak or that something's wrong with us or we're not strong enough or all these other things that we kind of like to, to label ourselves. But you're human, you're having a moment, you need some help, and there's no shame in that at all. And sometimes it's not even, sometimes 
you don't have to say much. You just say, look, I need a moment or can I talk to you for a second or something like that to let the person that you're talking to know, okay, this is a serious conversation. I need a little bit of help. And there, no matter, no matter what somebody else is going through, they always have a little bit of room for somebody else's emotional, whatever that they're going through. There's always a little bit of room for, um, a listening session, no matter what. And, and I really truly believe that if you're going through something, hearing somebody else's, um, like, uh, somebody else's problems makes yours feel a little bit less heavy. Mm. And then you being able to have these conversations, like an open and honest conversations, they make your your problems seem a little bit less heavy too. And then that way that person is able to come out and tell you some of their problems as well. And then you guys share this like really cool, deep bonding moment where you know this is, you know, this could be one of my one of my people. This could be my tribe. What, what's a little, what's better than a little bit of grace? What's better than a little bit of love just sprinkled on a day? We, we really don't need much, you know? It's just a nice little gesture, like, if you're having a bad day, hey, I'm having a bad day, can we talk? Do you have a moment? Um, even if it's not, if, even if you don't say everything, you are still able to let out something that maybe doesn't feel as big as what you're actually holding until you're ready to talk to somebody else. Um, But it's okay for you to complain about stuff. It's okay for you to feel like you're overwhelmed. We are humans. We, We struggle. This is just what comes with being a person. We, we all go through it. We all struggle in different ways. And maybe you struggle a little bit differently than I struggle. Um, but we struggle with basically really the same thing. It's a lot of emotions and anxiety is filling this world right now with how everything is. And like all of us just said is we just need a little bit of help. Even if it's just a little conversation with a little bit of coffee, a little bit of tea, just a little conversation. You'd be surprised what a little bit of conversation can lead to. Um, And always just know you can always talk to someone. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a very super deep conversation. If you're not comfortable with that, it could be something like, hey, I had a bad day. Somebody was just being a total jerk. Okay, well, let's talk about that. And then maybe that will lead to a more honest conversation and and a little bit more of like a helpful discussion where that person can recommend, hey, you know, I have been seeing someone about this. Let me refer you to them. I think so much can be said um, about helpful conversation. And honestly, that's how Deanna and I met was through um, really a group set up for conversation and um, we've been talking about how just it's it's so missed once it's there once you're able to just have conversation and kind of you know whether it's at this point right now a a zoom gathering um, or you know us doing this even is is such a, a, a cleansing and just 
just uplifting thing for me to be, even though we're addressing sometimes a lot of what would be heavy topics, the mm. fact that we're just discussing them, that we're putting them out there, it, it, it uplifts me. Same here. Honestly, like sometimes a conversation, I love how we just go into different ways into talking about basically really the same thing, but just being able to actually converse with you ladies about some of the stuff I'm like oh my god I'm not the only one in this right like sometimes you just feel like you're alone because you're holding on to this like what you might think is like a deep dark secret but it's really not because we all have these issues at one point or another and now being able to openly talk about them maybe it'll help our listeners also open up and talk with someone that they like and say hey look I I need it. I, I need you to listen to this. And maybe that could be like a way to start a conversation about mental health because it's so important. And it's there's so much stigma behind it because mm-hmm. it's, again, we're never meant, we were never meant to be these like strong, you know, invincible people because people are just not invincible. We've never been invincible. We all have our weaknesses and we are we all have our strengths. And we need to be able to identify them in order for us to be better, in order for us to heal correctly. Um, but I think it's really important to have these conversations with your loved ones. It's important to have honest conversations with people about how you feel sometimes, even if it's not every day. Every now and then, sometimes, you know, one thing can trigger us because like we've talked about in the last podcast is you go on about your day thinking everything is good. And then one thing can just snap you back into like this bottomless pit of just misery because you never got to process what made you unhappy to begin with. Right. I want to quickly apologize real fast. Um, I don't know if y'all heard that. The listeners probably will. Um, my phone rang. I'm so sorry. Um, that, that actually was our, our fourth. So, whoops. Hopefully she'll see stuff. <laughs> My bad, ladies. You're good. I mean, I just, okay. So y'all all know I'm extra. I'm extra, extra. And so um, for for me to... I mean, and I, I don't want to say it like I'm I'm worse than anyone else, but at times I do feel like I, I am. I mean, we're our own worst critics, but mm-hmm. I I am a super, super prideful person. And a lot of that, you know, did come from my upbringing. My upbringing was, was not a um, necessarily a happy-go-lucky one, you know? And mm-hmm. so to have to go through things and and to admit to people that things are not good and that you actually need help that was something that was that was shunned upon that like no no we'll figure it out you know it's almost like again like you said a a, a dark secret so mm-hmm. ingrained into my spirit <laughs> is the fact that if i can't handle it I, I i need to figure out something more with me not not to seek outside myself or outside resources mm-hmm. or just um that I need to handle it. And and I, I, I don't even know where that societal just 
I don't know, tearing the part of a person. Because I feel like that's what it does. It, 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 it makes you internally question your own strength and your own worth and your own capabilities um, to not have to where it came from. Mm. So, yeah. So I throw that out there. Because I, I feel like there's somebody that's probably going to listen to this and feel like, you know, well, maybe I am a headstrong pain in the ass like Samoa. And I don't <laughs> do these things, you know? And, and hey, I'm right there with you. We're, we're, well, yeah. We're, we're, we're and, I, and I do think there's some, some cultural ties to to that upbringing, um, you know, I identify as African-American and I definitely feel like that's kind of the universal mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. of our upbringing is we don't ask for help. Whatever problems you have, stay in the confines of your home and yeah. you man or woman up and figure it out. Yes. So it's not just you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, know, I don't know what is... Uh, I know it's not just me, but in a sense, until we have these conversations, which again are of so much value, I do think that it's just me. I do think that yeah. these thoughts are just in my head and, you know, it's a scary place in here as it is, but those thoughts are mine and I don't necessarily think that they, um, that other people have that commonality with me, which is, again, I'm doing a disservice to to the community around me by just you know, keeping things to myself sometimes. And I'll, I'll, there's some things, there are a lot of things I don't keep to myself. Probably should. But mm-hmm. the, <laughs> I heard that, Rana. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but there are some things that, you know, I need to get more comfortable actually admitting and saying, you know what, I, even though I do consider myself, you know, definitely diva, extra, extra. I am still human and um, it's okay to admit. Mm-hmm. We, I, I kind of grew up in, in very similar um, ways to you guys because we don't talk about things either. Like anything that we go through, we just kind of like sweep it under the rug and just pretend it didn't happen. Or um, Mm -hmm. let it just kind of take over our lives as we slowly sink under the weight of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I've like, I've tried having this conversation with my parents and my mom always said, you know, I, I, we never realized just how unhealthy that is, but we still do it. I mean, my God, we still do it. We do it all the time. Because, you know, if you're at work and something's happening and you are just wanting to take care of something, you just pretend it didn't happen or you just quickly say, hey, look, something bothered me. We're just going to move on now. But it Mm -hmm. happens so often in our day to day. And I'm not saying to have like full on blown conversations about them, but at least address them correctly. That way you're able to move on and heal from that. Um, But honestly, a lot of this stems from like cultural and societal expectations um Mm -hmm. or you know men cannot be cannot show emotions they can't show weakness um they can't be upset about anything because you know you gotta man up no tears for men and then women you know we are looked at as too emotional if we would try to process any of this so we are told that okay you can't talk to your man about this you can't talk to anybody about this because they're they're gonna think that you're a bad um 
you know, like a not responsible woman or maybe a bad mom or something like that. And that kind of creates this like awful, like loop of just constantly passing that trend on, so to speak, and Mm -hmm. just not ever breaking that habit to where, you know, 20, 30 years from now, your kids are grown and they're doing the exact same behaviors that they watch you do. Mm-hmm. And that's so important for us to address that. So that way we can break that cycle. We can nip it in the bud while we see it. So that way we can say, okay, you know, I do see what I'm doing. I want to be better. How can I break these habits? And, and it, it is very hard to do. Something you've been growing up with, it's instilled in you. Of course, right. it's going to be hard. It's You're not going to be able to snap out of it within two, three sessions. You know, it's something that you actively have to work on in order for you to actually break out of it and teach people around you better because somebody's always looking to you always and we we might not notice and it it could be you know our kids our siblings our whoever nieces nephews somebody is always looking up to you and wouldn't you want to pass on your best trends and teach mm-hmm. you know about mental health and hey you know this is really not good let's let's move past it you know like if you see a kid touching fire all the time right you say no that's not good because it could burn you we really need to be looking at toxic behaviors kind of in that aspect that it really is very painful it could hurt you later on and you could pass these toxic behaviors on to somebody else you know, and it's just, it really is a kind of a big deal. And Samoa, I love that, you know, you admitted to the fact that you're a prideful person because who isn't, you know? And so for you to admit that, that is such a huge accomplishment in itself because now you see when you're being too prideful, but you also can, you, you know, you have your tribe, you know, you have us. To talk to if there was ever you know something that bothers you I, I appreciate you, so much Rana I mean but the, I'll be honest it's taken me a while to find y'all <laughs> you know? yeah oh I know <laughs> <laughs> y'all y'all have been my unicorns you know y'all have <laughs> y'all have been long time coming and your presence needed in my life of course but y'all are not easy to find damn it like it has taken so much <laughs> I know to think I've only known you for not e- like two years is kind mm-hmm. of shocking to me because I'm like my god where have you been all my life <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. you're making me blush now I appreciate it <laughs> I'm wait? very grateful for you ladies because honestly even just talking about in the third person talking about other people you know a lot of what we say is about ourselves and this is mm-hmm. maybe right. our way of healing also Mm-hmm. Um, but also helping other people heal because they maybe look at us and say, okay, they're able to talk about this openly. Maybe I can as well. Right. Um, and then maybe teach these things to their friends and their kids and their, you know, their tribe. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure Samoa, correct me if I'm wrong, do you or do you not teach your Marcus how to yep. be able to converse and have open discussions with you? Oh, I, I, I definitely do. And when his mouth gets smart, I know where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I love that. I love that. But you know, there's there's an open door policy with you and him, right? Like, oh, absolutely. And, and that's and that's what I love is that we need more of that. If more people had that kind of openness with other people, not necessarily just their children, but people in general. I'm not saying tell your deepest, darkest secrets to everybody you know, but you know, have your person, have your people check on you every now and then you check on other people you never know what somebody's going through you never know what somebody's going through mm-hmm. maybe that one text or one phone call could really save somebody right and actually I'm, I'm brought back to to a part of what you said in our, our first podcast Rana, where you were you were saying how you thought about how you reacted in situations and 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 then going back and you know kind of re-examining that I feel like that's the start to all of this um, because a lot of us have these habits of, of you know, pridefulness about not asking for help, about um, not identifying necessarily when, when something is wrong. And it starts with that self-identification. Mm-hmm. If you see that something is off, something is not going right in your life, like you zoned in on my reaction to these conversations or to this type of situation and then looked back at yourself. I feel like if you grew up in that pattern of this is what you do, you don't talk to people, you just handle it. Uh, first of all, we need to start with some a little uh, self-identifying. Hey, that this is mm-hmm. this is not okay, and this is helping mm-hmm. me be further not okay. You're not going to be your best self in those situations. So it starts with identifying areas one by one of where you can just start to make a little improvement. And again, it won't happen overnight, but with mm-hmm. the combination of your of you admitting it and seeking to be better in some place, then letting your tribe in on, hey, this is this is what's going on with me. Realistically, your tribe should be lifting you up and giving you kudos and giving you support and praise to to help you through those situations. So I feel like like, but it has to start with that self identifier. Self-awareness is such a a, a huge part of healing too, Mm -hmm. because you really, you really look at yourself and say, okay, I am aware of my, I guess, toxicity that I can, you know, I, I, I identify what I am and I am aware of what I'm doing to maybe cause somebody. And I'm saying this as a person who has some toxic behaviors. Okay. Nobody's perfect. But let's no one is perfect. You're right. 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 And and honestly, it really does like sometimes I I I do some things um and my husband will just look at me like I'm psycho because I am sometimes. (laughs) But I really do look like where did this come from? What did I what did I go through previously that maybe I think this type of behavior is okay? But you really have to become self-aware. You have to actively try to be self-aware this doesn't happen overnight and let me tell you it has been a long road of self-awareness okay <laughs> but I'll, I'll be you first of all let me let me start by saying you are a phenom lady first of all you you are amazing to talk to people you look out for everybody around you like you do so much 
And I don't I don't even think you know the just the aura or that the vibe that you give off when anyone is in your presence. Like I don't think a person can be in your presence and not smile. Like something's oh. something super off because you are you are that type of a person. You just hi, I just I just need to be around you. Oh, that's so sweet. And so, I mean, I, I, yes, we all have our, our levels of, of toxicity, things that we could change, but like, you are a phenom. I just wanted to make sure that you knew. Oh my that God, thank you. Oh, you got me blushing over here. What? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. You knew that. You knew that. <laughs> now, Miss Diana, I do have to say, again, I know I've mentioned it and I kind of pick on you a little bit about being kind of quiet. You know, it's just because I'm the opposite of that. I'm loud and over the top and whatnot. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, Miss Diana is so insightful. And she mm-hmm. is such like a people watcher. And she she watches out for people. And like offers these words of wisdom and these pearls of things. And thinks about you in moments where you are not thinking of yourself. You know? And she will just randomly send you a message of, oh I saw this and thought of you and you know it's just her you are just there like you're you're like you're like this ninja like you just (laughs) appear you know like you're you're super quiet (laughs) she's definitely she's definitely I can tell I can tell she really does watch and she like reacts depending on what's happening like I really can tell that about her um, and I really love that because it's sometimes it's just it's interesting to watch and then see what plays out and then that way you can swoop in. Oh, and she sees it all. Yeah, and after that little dash of beautiful wisdom that we don't really hear very often, and it is just it's such a nice addition to what we bring to the table. I love that about her. Y'all are sweet. I appreciate that. I appreciate the sisterhood that's sweet I do too you ladies have made my evening truly and I'm so sorry that April couldn't join us this evening she actually um, um I know I know y'all heard that dinging <laughs> I did days. hear that one yes yes okay so that was that was lovely April Again, I think we kind of we we pegged it a little bit. Her and her white Christmas had uh, had gotten away from cell service is the issue. <laughs> so no, okay. he's, well, at least she's safe. Yes, yes. So she's kicking herself a little bit, and I'm sure she'll she'll kick herself more when she hears the podcast. But this might give us incentive to do a another podcast sooner than expected. Yes, I would love that. Okay, boom. All right. Good. I feel like my life is more settled now that we're past like graduation and Christmas and all that chaos though. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think come okay, so come Friday, maybe, y'all, things will be better. You know, because obviously that's that's the first of the year. Um right. but I think I think we're just so looking forward to twenty twenty one or not, not even twenty twenty one, just the end of twenty twenty. <laughs> just yeah. of this. Um, that I don't know. I, I feel like at least a certain spiritualness of myself will be there. Not that Friday isn't my birthday or anything, but the fact that <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I'm 25 again. Yeah. Yay. Um, so, but I feel like 
everybody is just ready for 2020 to just be gone. Like, magic yeah. trick poofed out. Just, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am, I know I'm ready. Dear God. For sure. <laughs> All I know is that we're in for better days, more amazing podcasts, more epic talks, and I'm I'm here for all of it, you guys. I'm here for all of it. Me too. Yeah. And maybe once uh, the dust settles a little bit, we can have like an actual meeting of the podcast and mm-hmm. have some like food and conversation and yeah. you know, I would uh, social distance included. <laughs> but I would I would really <laughs> love it. I think I think it would be a really really good time. You guys can yeah, bring your wine, and I'll just sip my tea. <laughs> We'll have social distance and sangria or something. Yes. yes. Non-alcoholic for me. Thanks, guys. Well, make sure you have the fruit to that. That sounds good to me. <laughs> you ladies have a very, very happy holiday season and um, a very happy new year. And thank you thank for joining you. me tonight. Yes. Thank y'all so much for uh, just for being you just for being you that's all that I need um and just for for our listeners that are still with us thank you for all of your support all of your messages that you've been sending us and just remember that it's okay not to be okay we're all not okay Mm -hmm. all not okay but we're all not okay together that's right all right so all right I guess this will bring an end to this podcast stay tuned for the next one Bye, everyone. Stay safe.